This is The UU Perspective with your host, Sharon Merrill. This is episode number 17 of the UU Perspective podcast, where you can hear weekly interviews from Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists that are changing the world through the stand they take on issues facing our world today and who facilitate making a difference in the communities around them. Whether you're already a member or a seeker exploring the faith, there is something here for everyone. From personal spiritual growth to inspiration that impacts the community, you'll be opened up to the awesome possibilities. So sit back and relax and enjoy the conversations you're about to hear. Well, my guests today are somebody, two people actually, uh, very special inside of the Summer Institute community, and that's the Ohio Meadville Summer Family Camp, referred to lovingly as SI, and I am bringing on for you the two people who produced The Mockingbird. And you're going to hear from Cal Fry and Phyllis Smith about how The Mockingbird began, uh, what is happening now with it, and what's the future of it. And what's really cool about this is the whole idea is Phyllis and Cal just, you know, want everyone to just laugh in life. And The Mockingbird is a a satiric view of what happens at Summer Institute. Um, Totally poking fun at everything that happens. And it's been going on for quite a few years. And in the future, it may start to be more of a online presence. So it's remarkable the transition that it's made. Uh, And the big thing about this, it was such a hoax when it started, but yet over the years, people just want to be mentioned in The Mockingbird. And I was very fortunate to have that privilege the very first year I even went to Summer Institute. I was teaching a one-stroke painting class, and of course, all our creativity, artistic endeavors was, uh, we got poked fun at inside of the Mockingbird. So, and of course, I was very excited, very thrilled to be included in that. So, again, this is going to be, it's it's funny. These guys are just, they're just hilarious. And just to let you know, I mean, this is a little to get you all excited, which I'm sure many of you are who are planning on attending Summer Institute. And, and I get this is kind of a little more kind of niche inside of what what I usually cover, but uh, Summer Institute is only about three weeks away, so I just wanted to share this with everyone, and for those of you who know about the SI Fairy, whose name will not be revealed, uh, she is going to be making a special appearance during the week of SI Summer Institute, so be looking for that too. All right, so uh, Cal and Phyllis, they are from Oberlin, Ohio, and they attend the Oberlin UU Fellowship there. And so let's go ahead and get started with this, and let's hear from Cal and Phyllis. 
Okay, you use. I am thrilled to get to introduce to you today Cal and Phil Fry. And we've I've given you already an overview about them, but I want them to take a moment and have you get to know them and let them tell you a little about, bit about themselves. So, Cal, Phil. <laughs> Who are you? Let's see. We've been UUs about 15 years. We uh, lived in Kent. Um, oddly, well, we had visited the Kent UU Church in the past, but never actually went. And then we finally decided to go uh, cornerly as a New Year's resolution in 2000. Hmm. Okay. So we... So we had two kids then, and but we still have two kids now. We had two kids. They were smaller then. Um, we we they had never been to church anywhere, so it was an adventure. They were middle school age. Oh wow! Okay. Oh God, we're going to church. <laughs> uh, Do not uh, underestimate the power of brownies at coffee hour ooh. in bringing middle school students around. Okay. <laughs> Include food for kids. Yes. <laughs> And where are you guys now? Oberlin. Okay. And uh, when did you uh, get to move to Oberlin? The next year. Actually, the following year. Oh, okay, okay. All right. And um, one thing definitely we're going to talk about is the Mockingbird. (laughs) (laughs) And we tell us where, how that originated and, and a little bit. At the Kent Church, going to Summer Institute is like part of the religion. So we joined in January. By February, people were telling us about Summer Institute. And then by March, oh, and they didn't tell you about it. They said, you're going to Summer Institute. We all go to Summer Institute. You'll love Summer Institute. Mm. So we signed up and went. And uh, Oh, God, we're going to church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we went the first year. with. We actually signed up for Summer Institute without really knowing what it was. Oh, wow. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, um, Summer Institute is a family summer camp, uh, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, somehow, I don't know, after a few years, we decided maybe some people were taking it too seriously, For so just on a lark, we wrote up a uh, little silly newsletter, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like The Onion, that just made fun of everything. Okay. Everything UU and everything Summer Institute. A page or two. Uh, <laughs> we, it, so we actually uh, put it out, but it was a secret. No one knew where it was coming from. And we just passed it out in the pub, and it was very irreverent and made fun of everything. And um, we rewrote hymns as drinking songs. So it's, cool. not every, it's not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. But uh, the, it was... Um, it really was just to amuse ourselves. It wasn't ever meant to be mm-hmm. for public consumption. Um, what it, year was that? I don't remember. Maybe 2002? Oh, 2003. Maybe, maybe 2003. Somewhere, somewhere along in there, yeah. Um, okay. And it became wildly popular to the point that we um, had to, we, we actually had to be careful what we put in it because it we had never occurred to us it would get out to like children. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, it uh, a lot of people wrote for it. It wasn't just us, but people would give us articles. Um, and it was just 
it was just meant to be silly. I mean, it was meant to be ridiculous. Yeah. So we made up stories, we spoofed things, we made, and uh, after, and it just got crazier and crazier as the years went on. So oh my gosh, we'd yeah. reproduce. Um, I had, up, I got permission from cartoonists to reproduce some of their cartoons in the newsletter because every newspaper worth its salt has a funnies page. Yeah, and um, you know, selected things that were. You know, pretty appropriate to to UU community. <laughs> we tried. But it is a, um, you know, it's kind of in the theory of of the unexamined life is not worth living, the unexamined religion is not worth practicing. <laughs> it was, and when we take ourselves too seriously, let's back off from that a little bit. Uh-huh. It was never meant to, uh, and it was never meant to hurt anyone and in fact uh, not too many people knew this we actually would speak to the guest speaker because we brought in speakers that were not part of our community yeah. as th- that were like the main speaker and we never wrote about them without talking to them first okay so we would go up to them and say hi we write this silly stupid satirical newsletter um, we actually do take UUism very seriously and we take whatever they're talking about very seriously and if you're not one word from you and we will never even mention you in the paper okay so we we uh, never had anyone say no but you know people were really really warned you know and, and I, I said I'm really serious um, the funniest one was when we had a Buddhist speaker um, Ying Fa from Cleveland, uh-huh. and I had never heard of him before, seen him before. So um, I went up to him and explained that we wrote this stupid paper, and he said, and I said, um, oh, and that someone had come to me, and I told him this. I said, someone came to me and said, you better not make fun of him. This is a quote. He takes this Buddhist thing very seriously. <laughs> and so I, I explained this to him, does. and I said, so it's never meant to harm. It's just silly. It's just, and he goes, and he went, ah, oh, he said, um, wait, wait, wait. I'm sure it isn't. I've worked with a lot of UUs. And so um, when I told him that we would be glad to not ever make fun of Buddhism if that's what he wanted, he said, there's two things you need to know about me. He said, one is... In my previous life, I actually did a satirical radio show oh in Cleveland, and I love satire. And the second thing you need to know is that my favorite television show is South Park. <laughs> so right away, you know. And um, that year, it was just great fun because he was a big fan, and he was actually supplying us with the Buddhist jokes oh my that we were printing. Oh, how cool! <laughs> and uh, so, and he became a great friend over that, and um, so oh he's, and he even came back. To, he loved the community so much that he even came back just as a camper, a okay. couple of years afterwards. Oh, nice! So, yeah. but uh, but yeah, so it was like you couldn't make fun of Buddhism enough, and he just thought it was so funny. So yeah, there. So there were people. We were laughing because there were people that were grumbling about us being irreverent, not realizing oh. that we were actually getting our material from him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're always asking the main speaker. Always. For because they're not yes, part I of the OMD. Know. You know, they come in as um, yeah. as guests, So, and we never mean to harm, hurt right. anyone. Right. Um, Is there anyone who ever did take offense to anything that was written? Yes, but usually never about anything that was written about them. They take offense... <laughs> They take offense on behalf of other people, if you know what Aww. I mean. Um, my 
one of my favorite thing was we um, were, were huge Hal Walker fans, the music mm-hmm. director at in Kent. He also gives concerts in Cleveland and around, and I, I mean, couldn't mm-hmm. say enough good things about him. Yeah. And he's such a talent, and he's so fabulous. How do you spoof his concert? So he did this terrific... He did a terrific concert, so we panned it, and we wrote about how it was so depressing and how the Kent Church was so concerned because he was driving people away and he was bringing people down, and, and you know, anyone who's ever heard him know that this is just insane, and, and so we went on and on and on like that and had a few, you know, what we thought were funny barbs and double entendre things and everything in there, and so the next day I... Um, ran across him and I sort of smirked and said, did you see your review in The Mockingbird? And he goes, oh yeah. And he said, I have to tell you, someone came up to him holding our article in this stupid magazine that also has articles about flying saucers, um, <laughs> Kendall, ret- at Hogwarts. Kendall at Hogwarts, retiring at Kendall at Hogwarts. I mean, it's really not a high class operation. And that, But anyway, that a, a person came up to him holding our article and looked up at him and said, I didn't feel this way about your concert at all. I thought it was nice. <laughs> and uh, so he explained, he said, well, it's it's okay, so. <laughs> That's great. So, oh, my gosh. Did When you first started this, did you think it was going to take off? Like no, no. We no. printed 40 and passed them out at the bar. Okay. And the last year that we did it, we you know were printing hundreds of copies and doing color supplements and being, and by that time people were, in and they, people would give us articles that they wanted in the Mockingbird. The first year, um, no one knew where it was coming from. Right. It just appeared in the pub that evening, and the the camp has an official newsletter that comes out in the afternoon, and the newsletter editor was really angry <laughs> about this, partly because people were coming up to him saying things like, "I don't know how you have the time to do." one newspaper, let alone two, they thought he was doing them both, and he didn't know where it was coming from. Oh my gosh. And so he was attacking, he was making fun of us, he was attacking us. We, I mean, there was a competition between the two in in the best of newspaper uh, traditions, and, um, you know, we had a lot of fun with that. But, uh, yeah, part of it was someone said, well, what what, do they have a laser printer in their room? Yes, they yes, do. Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they wow. weighed about 400 pounds, as I recall. Yes. <laughs> so. we, we had to field strip it to get it into the, up the stairs and into the oh room. Oh, gosh. And then reassemble it when we got it there. So uh, um, a highlight of my writing career, not that I don't have a writing career, a uh, highlight of my writing career for The Mockingbird was I wrote a spoof of Amazing Grace and put it in the paper, and then later... Um, went to a Hal Walker concert, and I didn't know he was going to do that, and he actually sang it. Oh, my gosh. With uh, Mindy Simmons, a folk singer from Florida, uh-huh. and that actually is on the, uh, you know, there's a, every year they make a slideshow with a musical background. Yeah. And so that's actually something you can hear online. No one knows that but me, but, you know, right. that you can watch those slideshows on YouTube and that my song was on there, so oh. I got to, you know. Might have to pull that one up. Then. It is. Pretty, pretty high-class song, let me tell you. So.
amazing place how sweet I found a place where I belong I once was lost but now I found that thinking is not wrong oh yes, oh, yes. <laughs> that's great so as it's evolved like have you had have, are people helping you now is it actually we gave it up at one point because it was taking up too much of our time Ooh. you know it took up the whole afternoon and yeah. well, that's what we would do in the afternoon while people it were going to workshops responsibility yeah and yes. and uh so there was a year without it? At least. And then last year we only did a couple issues. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so I, I think I, sometimes things have played out. Did though? They were sad. They were like, we're my mockingbird. Yeah. But it's kind of like, well. I, I, I think our, I, I am thinking my plan this year is to move it to uh, much shorter, much more spontaneous uh, Facebook posts, you know, tweets. Uh -huh. You know, just, just some running commentary, as it were, instead of trying to produce this printed newsletter, you know, out in the evenings. And we'll just take, everybody's gone electronic, and we're just going to... Yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> never, we only meant to do it one year, actually. <laughs> we thought it would only be funny once, like a lot, you know, mm -hmm. like a joke. Yeah. Um, one thing I think that keeps it funny is that every year there's about 100 first-timers at Summer Institute, you know. Right. So uh, we found out we could rerun old comics if we wanted, you know. So. Oh, true, true. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I remember that the first year I saw it, and it was like, what? What is this? Is this for real? <laughs> and then, and then the next year it was like, I want to be in it. I want to be in it. And I made it. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was so thrilled to be part of the Mockingbird. So Actually, that's the quote that we need for this. It's the the the, the song from. Um, uh, small ensembles, the cover of the Mockingbird. Oh yeah, they did, there was a whole group that did the cover of the Mockingbird oh, at small ensembles. Yeah, we were quite proud of that. Yes, so, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can find a recording of that. <laughs> oh my! I think I have one somewhere. Do you? Mm. Okay, all right. But it was I don't know. It was just meant to be a silly thing, but it does you know it does take up yeah. a fair amount of time to do it. Sure, so, sure. Uh, oh. 
wow. So you're just going to keep it viral then, probably, from here on, maybe? We'll see. People like it. But I know. We didn't want to commit to it doing it every day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> One year in Kenyon, we were trying to do it, and it was so hot in our room. We had an unair-conditioned room, and it was like 100 uh. degrees out. Our printer wouldn't run. And we finally went, this is crazy. <laughs> we just didn't even do one that day. Like, never mind. <laughs> I think that was the issue where the, we printed we printed a big cover photo of the two of us, like, oh, yeah, yeah. sacked out in the heat. <laughs> just went too hot to handle. It's like, sorry, yeah. we're not doing the locking room today. We're sleeping. Right, right. <laughs> oh, So what has it, like, done for you guys as, as far as, you know, fulfilling anything or any passions? Mockingbird? Yeah. <laughs> we made a lot, weirdly, we made a lot of friends through it. Um, some of the people that are here at Winter Institute, we met basically through the Mockingbird. You know, that we would write something and then they would write something that was part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, people, just meeting people that came up laughing or would give us articles. So from that point of view, it really helped us a lot, mm-hmm. I think, that we got, I mean, I, we got I, to know people through it. It was a great icebreaker. I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a technical person. I put, you know, we, we put... To, not as a joke that the Mockingbird had a website and an email address, mm-hmm. which I created, mm-hmm. and so people were sending us stuff, and we were feeding it back in, and so forth, and so we were taking submissions, and yeah, we met a lot of people that I don't think we would have otherwise. Wow, that's neat. You know, yeah. through 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 humor and. Uh-huh. So one year they couldn't get the agenda for the talent show printed in time. Uh-huh. So if you've been to that, where yeah, that yeah. cat's out of thing and it's got a little axe on it. Right. And so we said, we'll do it, which allowed us to print it. And we printed what we were supposed to print. And the only <laughs> thing we changed was at the bottom, it said, this program brought to you by the Mockingbird. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, so. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, what have you seen? I mean, how have people reacted to you? What are some of the things you hear from people when they come up to you and talk about the Mockingbird? It allows them to be, to we can be kind of self-absorbed, absurd people sometimes, and we make fun of the meetings, and we make fun of the workshops, and we make fun of, and, and people, the, the way people respond to that, you know that a lot of people know that it's kind of funny, mm-hmm. that we're all poking fun at ourselves, yeah. you know. We've done several, for several years, we were poking fun at the Myers-Briggs uh, personality <laughs> index when that was popular, Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, help people to realize that, no, this is just... <laughs> <laughs> Don't take this too seriously. Right, right. Oh my gosh. Now, have you ever done it for a Winter Institute? <clears throat> Last year was our first Winter Institute, okay. and we arrived bearing Ooh, yeah. a mockingbird, a real light mockingbird, <laughs> you know, spin off oh, for yeah. Winter Institute, but we didn't, uh, we didn't bring all of the gear and so forth this year. <laughs> of course, there's nothing to stop us from doing. Um, reports on all the things that go on at Winter Institute before we get here and just... <laughs> yeah, right. Predict it. And, uh, 
Well, we we would. It's not just the Hal Walker concert. Every concert at Summer Institute we reviewed, except that we published the Mockingbird. We were printing the Mockingbird during the con the evening concert. Oh wow! Because press time was yeah, you know, right Right afterward, and so all of the music reviews were written before the concert. Right. So you should you know that to go to the all of the Mockingbirds can be read online from the very first one in color. Um, really? Yes. And the mm-hmm. funny part is they always could S-I be. Mockingbird.com? Every okay. Mockingbird always had the website printed on it, and everyone assumed it was a joke. Which has actually been one of the fun things about the Mockingbird is because, you know, we say that, you know, there's actually almost always something that's dead on true in it, mm-hmm. but you can't spot it because... You use can be so absurd that you wouldn't, <laughs> that you could tell a true story and people would think it was those guys at the Mockingbird drinking a lot at night. So. Many, many times we would quote people verbatim. Yes. And no one would believe it. Yeah, we, would oh put it, we could put in straight quotes or whatever. People would think we were making them all up. So, Wow. Wow. So what, what's the, what was the favorite part about doing the Mockingbird? Yeah. The people that we met. I mean, and the people, it certainly gave us all something to laugh about at the, you know, people would snatch them up at the pub and um, people would be like, where's my mockingbird? Especially if they heard they were in it. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I think, I think though, the other thing is that, yeah, it was, it had a personal uh, bit to it too. We sat back in the room in the, af- in the late afternoons just laughing our heads off. And you know, throwing out things, and then you know, putting putting the the newspaper together, and and it uh, it was a very you know personal kind of thing. But uh-huh. it, was, it helped us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so there were the actual things that did not make it in. Oh, absolutely. There were submissions that went in, and 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 you know, there were one-liners and other comments that that we would make, and then say, oh, but we could never put that in. <laughs> and they knew that when they sent it. Oh, okay. you know, it was just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like hey, they were so kind of daring. It was a way to share mm-hmm. funny, funny things. <laughs> um, the the bad might be bad is that we got so that uh, the year we didn't do the Mockingbird at all. In a way, it almost didn't help because everything we went to, you're still rewriting it in a Mockingbird style in okay. your head, even though you know you're not uh, printing it. So yeah, you're you're thinking it. We got used to it too you much. Did, yeah, so. yeah, you didn't have an outlet for it. Did you explode? You know, like. <laughs> I think the bad side of it can be is that people that if you never met us and you if all you saw was the mockingbird and the fact that Cal teaches a beer workshop, you know, uh, people are sometimes surprised to find out that we're very serious about UUism. You know, yeah. but it's a real important part of our lives. Uh, last year, Cal did one of the services here, and and uh, mm-hmm. someone came up to him and said, "I had no idea." <laughs> you know, so. Um, they only expect the Mockingbird side, huh? Kind of, yeah, yeah. So I don't think you could write the Mockingbird side with love if you didn't find it so important. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be that a passion and importance right. for it. Yeah. That's neat. So, uh... Let's not forget there must be some serious technique of getting the information that they needed for each of the Mockingbirds throughout the day. So let's hear how it happened. So we're in Ross Hall listening to the theme speaker. This year was it was Meg Barnhouse. Mm-hmm. And she tells this long-involved story involving um, 
a guy who basically let a goat into his pickup truck who drove it off and got in into trouble. And so I'm online. So I type into Google goat driving pickup truck. Oh my god. Got an image of a goat in the, yeah. the driver's seat of a pickup truck, dropped that into the Mockingbird, you know, <laughs> mock-up, started working on an article. At the end of the talk, we start to pack up, and the people that were sitting behind us lean over and say, that was amazing. Oh my God. Oh, there was one year that the only, and all, no, what was amazing about it, no one had internet access. So, you know, we're, we've gone to camp through the dawning of the internet age, we forget, you know. So when we first went, there was no, the first, when we first went to Summer Institute, they weren't projecting anything on the right. wall. Yeah. We all had little hymnals and stuff and stuff like that. And then um, people had internet at home, but we didn't have it at the college. You know, there was no wireless. But the only person that had internet... There was wire wireless, but the college wasn't giving access. No, right. Right. So, but Cal is the computer network guy in Oberlin, at Oberlin College, and he knows the guys at Kenyon. So there was a year or two that we went where they gave Cal internet access, but no one else had it. So we were writing the mock... We would be sitting there writing the Mockingbird and pulling things down. I mean, like the Mockingbird had internet access and no one else did. <laughs> Unless you went to the library. Yeah. You know. Right. So... Um, Oh my gosh! Yeah. So these, but these, there were two women behind us, and we, were, so we, we would try to sit in the back during this talks because we actually take notes on the talks. Mm -hmm. You need to, you need to quote things accurately before you can spoof them. That was our theory. Okay. So we would try to take some phrase, hopefully a direct quote, and take it completely out of context, <laughs> but direct quote, you know. And uh, yeah, so we did this, and when we were done, we stood up and we're packing up our stuff, and I'm, I'm scribbling things on a piece of paper, and I give it to Cal, and then he types it in, and he pulls something down. So we're working together on the, been sitting there trying not to disturb the entire yeah. row, and there was someone sitting behind us, and when we stood up, we trying to be quiet, not talk. So we said, yeah. And we stood up, and also these two women looked up, and so they go. That was amazing. And I said, have you seen Men in Black? And they go, what? And I said, have you seen the movie Men in Black? And they went, mm, sure. And I held up my hand and I went, <laughs> and they went, we saw nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. There's a little elderly woman who prides herself on having one of the first issues, and she says she still has it, one of the first oh issues, the, the first issue of The Mockingbird uh -huh. that we pass out the first year, because we printed 40. Okay. Yeah. And she, she got one. Stuff. She has it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. So, you guys got every issue then? They're all on online. The, mm -hmm. On the line? They're all online, online yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, uh, partway through, I switched from a uh, Windows machine to a Mac, and so they're in multiple different formats. And, and you know, they, went, they went from almost sure. being mimeographed to being, you know, yeah, yeah. getting classier as they went along. At one so. point, we had a software issue where the uh, paragraphs, placeholder text, you know, lorem ipsum dolor, you know, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. fake Latin. Um, <laughs> yeah, we would just leave it these in. These paragraphs got <laughs> locked. Oh, my God. Because okay. the software was buggy, thank you Microsoft, and um, and and the the paragraph would get locked, and I couldn't edit it, so we just left it in. Okay, <laughs> aliens took over. I, there, there's a deadline, you know, every you know? Evening, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wild. <laughs> Funny. It was, you know, some days funnier than others. You only have so much time to, you know, 
Jesus. Sure. Yeah. It's just we, so. <laughs> so sometimes I would look at something and go, oh, that didn't come out too good. It's kind of like, well. We would show up with about half of it written in advance. Really? A third to a half of it. Sure, because we, uh, we come okay, dumb all jokes. year long. Okay, gotcha, yeah. And we'd come up with an idea and we'd, you know, put in like a spur of an article or a mm -hmm. couple of paragraphs and then we'd, you know, edit it to make it specific to the week. Oh, we'd print on one piece of paper. Yeah, the, yeah, that is the other important thing. There's no stapling or anything involved. I printed it, it was, it's almost always was four pages because I had a printer that can handle 11 by 17 paper. And yeah. so you fold it once and you have a, a newspaper. Right. Yeah, people would be sad if you didn't give them their mockingbird. Well, sure. It was just, why don't we go in next year and just like do all the runs? Complete yeah. with the dates. Just print them out, pass them out. Oh, I don't know. The best, <laughs> the best, stuff. best of. Best of. <laughs> yeah. Or the worst of the best. Yeah. Or the best of the worst. Or yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, one thing gosh. I worried about is that uh, Bruce Kent, who is a very funny guy that does the actual paper, he started putting more funny stuff in the regular paper. Oh. Which I thought could be confusing to people. Sure. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Uh, Don't want that crossover. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. But I think he got he got stuck, and of course it's a lot more fun writing for the Mockingbird. For instance, we can print long interviews. We don't actually have to sit down with anyone like you are doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't want anything like that. Right. Stop. I should do an interview. <laughs> yeah. So we had an interview in every paper with the same photo. <laughs> so the first year we ran an interview, we took a picture of Joel shirtless with beer bottles leaning up against a dumpster behind yeah. the cafeteria and a cigar, right? Oh my God. And then that became the interview picture for like six years. We just ran. Wow. Whoever we interviewed, that was the photo. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Perfect. Didn't matter if it was oh, Renee funny. or Joan Van Beesler yeah. or whatever. That was the photo. God. People were like, how do I, I like, it's the interview photo. Yeah. What do you mean? That's <laughs> an official interview photo. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I don't know. So, if I were to ask you to give us a quote, something that you kind of, kind of leads you in life uh, by someone else or yourself, what would that be? Hmm. Well, the Mockingbird answer is, our, our motto has always been, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, the, what coming to UUism did for us at a real hard time in our life was really remind us to take a breath and enjoy life and love the people around you. Yeah. I so. Great. Kyle? Yeah, it, it um, especially with middle school children and all of that life takes on that whirlwind in a blender kind of um, atmosphere and um, whether it's the mockingbird or very very straight up preparing a service for you know you use Sunday morning um, it is stop and see the serious see the real, enjoy the moment kinds of thing. And, and yeah, we really needed that. Yeah. And very happy to have found it. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. And one question I like to ask everybody 
and it is how is Unitarian Universalism as a religious denomination uniquely positioned to serve and impact society? I think it gives people a vessel in which they can stop and really feel the wonder of life, share it with people around them, and and just really internalize that to take it out into their lives and take it out into the world. And it really can change, really, really can change the way your life goes, the way your life has lived. So, yeah. I, I think one of the things that's unique about UUism is that rather than hand you a dogma and hand you a set of beliefs and say, follow these rules and things will be good, there are people there are people for whom that works very well and there are people that want their own responsibility for for following that and and that's where you use shines it is you build your own path we are here to help you on that but think for yourself is the mantra mm -hmm. but do so with respect do so with love and we are a community to support that yeah, definitely. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks both to you, Cal and Phil, for doing this and speaking on a very important topic. Laughing <laughs> 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 in life is an important topic. Exactly. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> thanks. All right. Thanks for listening. And you can find in the show notes the links to the archives for The Mockingbird and also to Summer Institute if you'd like to know more about that. Uh, I want to thank all our listeners. We are now being heard in 20 countries. Just so exciting. So I want to give a shout out to some of our followers, uh, Mr. Mike Street, Reverend Melanie Nola, and Phoenix Complex, and also The Inquirer, which is a national magazine of the British Unitarians. I really appreciate everyone who listens, and uh, what would really be lovely is if you could just go to iTunes and give us a review. Uh, that would help our ratings and get us heard by more people and seen by more people. So please just take a moment to write just a quick note about what you hear and what you like. And as always, please send me any ideas on someone you would like to hear. And especially, you know, anyone, a human interest story, anyone that has influenced you and it would be great to hear among the uh, Unitarian groups. So please give me, drop me a line. You can go to the website, the uuperspective.com and leave a note there for me. And so that wraps up this episode and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.